only yeah like toilet paper is our go-to i love getting my hair cut especially when there's a scalp massage involved but uh she would say your body is a temple and you need to take care of it we have a lot of a lot of flexibility yeah where he just ate garbage how long was that a year do this i can't do this without cassie and the kids enabling me to do this i find myself encouraging myself so i'm like no you can do this don't give up (laughs) we got lots to say (laughs) i love my husband so much and my son i've definitely had multiple drinks on multiple episodes loosen up it's a podcast we're here to have fun so enjoy yourself holy smokes i episode 46 sorry holy smokes what i just have to sort my life out i can't figure out any technology it's my internet it's my computer like nothing works over here it's insane hey i seem to have uh all the same issues (laughs) Uh, thankfully we haven't overlapped. I don't know if that's good or bad, but, um... Yeah, I'd rather just deal with one problem at a time. Yeah, yeah, one person facing those sort of issues per episode. Yeah, I know. know? Like, and and, uh, apologies to the listeners, last week's episode was pretty terrible from a uh, technical problem point of view. I'd saved... Audio. Yeah, I'd saved the file and I got a bunch of those, um, notifications that there were issues, but... We've had those in previous recordings, and I just glossed over them, and it bit me in the ass this time. Because last time I glossed over them, and yeah, just went downhill. And it's been fine, and I've I've had the same um, notice sort of pop up when I'm saving the file, uh, you know, saying parts of the audio were lost or dropped or whatever it is, and uh, listen to it, and it sounds fine, yeah, like nothing's wrong, but it, it did unfortunately uh was not the case last week and uh i was listening to it and it to me it sounded like it was um towards the end so i was i was kind of like willing to just okay if you've made it this far thank you yeah 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 (laughs) but it sounds like it, it was more than that like there were other parts and that's my bad for not having listened to the entire episode no, when not. i was editing it um we were chasing a I good find, thing <laughs> well i find when i'm um when i'm putting the tracks together because we record separately mm-hmm. so we have to mesh everything together at the end and um i'll listen to it at different intervals kind of randomly throughout the recording and then if everything sounds good, like it's lining up and our conversation is a- accurate, um, then I-, I won't look further. Whereas if I do hear some, you know, uh, issues, imperfections and whatnot, then I'll usually like deep dive into that part of the the episode. Obviously, uh, I did not do that. <laughs> correctly uh, adequately <laughs> last week so yes apologies on 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 our end for for that everyone um and thank you for sticking with us despite all of these <laughs> obstacles yeah don't be yeah. no don't don't be worried i just turn off my camera because it's saying i have a low connection yeah yeah so um yeah. hey that was me that's oh that yeah one time. just the greatest that other time. <laughs> takes us forever to get things all, off the ground i feel like uh I, I've 
feel like sometimes the oh and the hardest part is um, even just getting oh and we to are the recording. Um, but as it turns out, sometimes the equipment side of it is an issue too. So Colin, I think, got dropped out of the call. I am but back if you reconnecting. Yeah. Oh yes. I was okay. so there's going to be an overlap on that part of the track where. Yay! <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, we're starting to get better identifying what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. um, and we're also using a new um, platform. Yeah. Rec- pla- yeah, like visual platform for us to connect on our call together. Uh, because as you guys learned uh, in our previous episode, Zoom is only allowing... 40 minute calls for free now and that's just not by enough. golly that's not enough no, we got too much to talk about podcast we do we do we do we got all the goods for um, you guys all the goodies so yeah we are just we just keep going you know yeah. forging ahead despite all obstacles and setbacks and challenges yeah and also we don't know what we're doing so yeah we're just, we're learning as we go as well. Absolutely. Right? You guys are the, uh, what was it, the early adopters that we talked about? Yeah, exactly. Early adopters. Early adopters. <laughs> yeah, because there's the, the first people are like the people, uh, what's the word? I'm trying to find. Not the creators, but like the, the inception sort of people that. Uh, I can't, I can't remember it either. I apologize. But yeah, it's it's essentially I can't remember the word, but it's the people who are like at the forefront of change and progress and innovators. Um, innovators, yeah. that's the one. I was I had inventors in my head and I was like that's not correct. <laughs> but yeah, the innovators, so um yeah, they're, they're So the ones in this that instance, we are the first. innovators and our listeners <laughs> are the early adopters. That's wild because I feel like I'm zero percent innovative. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think if you if we put it to a poll with our audience, they would agree yes. uh, that you're the innovator because you're the creative mm. talent. Uh, huh. And I've received much more positive feedback about you on the show than has ever been thought about me. So I think I think LOL. yeah, I think I'm just <laughs> jumping on that bandwagon. <laughs> But, like, also, this is coming from people who probably um, give you a hard time regardless. Uh, that's probably fair, yeah. That's a good statement. Yeah. yeah. Shout out so to my father it's... and Michael. Yeah, thanks, guys. Love you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, oh, um, question. No. You had brought a bunch of, like, stouts over for sampling. Mm-hmm. And so I liked the it was it was double up. Was it uh, double up or uh, double double? It was a double. coffee one, eh? Yes, so it was like a coffee one that was effing delicious. Yep. Like I think I could drink that all day long. It's dangerous, <laughs> except for last night it was the uh, the manifesto Ooh. that I tried, and I hadn't tried that one before. It's like a chocolate one. You're right. It is double up coffee milk stout by tomorrow brew company nice okay i'm sorry i'm sorry if i'm repeating myself i feel like i brought this up or did i uh no i don't think we've talked about it oh okay okay and uh and then the chocolate manifesto oh, that one was i believe terrible. is what it's called 
What? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, so, okay, it's I so good. <laughs> and I tried okay. it, and I had like three sips, and I walked over to our beautiful, beautiful green toilet in the middle of the basement, and I poured it yeah. down the toilet. It was. Colin, I almost I'm never do that. I almost never do that. I could not. That to me, that beer was like that scene in Brooklyn Nine Nine where they go get chocolate milk at the chocolate milk <laughs> bar, and it turns out it's <laughs> fucking disgusting. That's what mm-hmm. it felt like. It was like glued to my teeth. I couldn't handle it. So to me, that was fucking delicious. I cracked it open last night, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> I knew, I knew right away that I was gonna like it because just like the aromas of chocolate, just like yeah, went right up my nose, and I was like, "This is a dessert in alcohol format." I drank it so fucking fast. <laughs> I was shit-faced and then we watched christina p's new special which came out yesterday on mother's day right. it's called mom jeans oh yeah that's and right. highly re- highly recommend i fucking love her we're gonna have to and, post uh, that on our instagram here mom jeans yeah tag her too <laughs> yeah seriously we need to get some fucking traffic water champ all these water fucking champ. rich people doing nothing for us i mean we love you christina lol Colin. i know i'm i'm funny <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're too much oh my god um but yeah so we watched that and i was just like in i was so happy i had this delicious beer that i will continue to drink so don't go wasting beer like that in the toilet uh save it for me okay yeah next time i'm gonna put saran wrap on that and put it in the fridge <laughs> and save it for the next time yeah yeah what was i thinking that, that'll be so tasty <laughs> so tasty so tasty tasty yeah. tasty um yeah so uh th- thank you for providing uh us more so me with uh some yummy beers <laughs> oh, to sample that was but you know that's the best awesome. way to do it is you go and buy a bunch of different things and you see what sticks and <laughs> it's interesting because i do like trying new things but I like the security blanket of also getting a few that I know I'll like. Yes, I do the same thing. Because I'm like, if all else fails, I know I like this. I won't be disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I get that feeling. Yeah. That's, uh, that I can empathize with. Um, you do that as well. Yeah, and I mean, I there's, there's your regular go-tos for the same reason. Just because you want to explore more doesn't mean you don't like the things you like. Yeah, yeah. Exactamundo. Exactamundo. Um, yeah, so, uh, sorry, I kind of sidebarred right off the top no, there. Um, was there anything that you... You know what, we, we to always... to bring us up to speed on? Oh, God. Um, Any, anything new, fun, interesting? How's life? Good. I, uh, I, I gifted my keg to a close friend. And uh, nice. he got it all set up, and we... We had a few drinks on Saturday, and I talked to some um, some some potentially new listeners and some old listeners, and they got some good feedback of things Ooh. we can talk about. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I was looking at I my love list, it. okay, and uh, oh my god, I wrote it down when I was a little bit drunk, so <laughs> so it was. Uh, shout out to Griff if you get back on the show. Uh, half-baked thoughts one was about odsp um i can't remember Mm -hmm. i i didn't write enough down i just wrote odsp thinking i'd remember more 
Right. Um, yeah. Okay. An interesting. Ha- what do you think? You. What do you oh, think? I, Why do you think you wrote that down? I, I think it was more. Um, <laughs> I think it was more about the checks and balances of the welfare state. Okay. And making sure people are not just. And and ODSP is a bit different because it is a disability payment. Right. Um, okay. So I think you've already would have had to demonstrate your disability. Um, okay. And I'm not sure once you get on ODSP if if there's any way or reason why you would get off of ODSP. So if people are right. out there are familiar with ODSP, um, we'd love for you to, to write in and educate us a bit and, and the rest of our yeah. listeners. Um, but yeah, for, for other things like just regular welfare, it might be how are we verifying that people aren't taking advantage of a system that's available to them? Mm-hmm. but are rather taking advantage of a service that they require. Because right. there are a lot of people yeah. like that are just, you know, um, they're just at a bad time. Things conspired. Mm-hmm. They came together and, and things didn't work out. And then they just need a bridge piece to get them back on their feet, get their feet underneath mm-hmm. them and get them going again. But then there's mm-hmm. other people that just, you know, uh, they get comfortable with that steady payment. Um, and I don't a low payment, yeah. very low payment. And I think it's important to note that yeah. uh, I have no statistics on this, so yeah, I think same. it's easy for people who are more financially stable to mm-hmm. pigeonhole people quicker. Okay. So yeah. I, who knows what the numbers look like? It could be there are very rare cases of. By, by comparison, rare instances of people just taking advantage of, of welfare. Um, mm-hmm. I think most of us have anecdotal experience and we know a handful of people that do just take advantage. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I certainly wouldn't want to embarrass or humiliate someone who is doing what they can to do the things that they need to support themselves or their families. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like uh, I, I can't say personal experience per se, but um, like my, my mom raised us on her own for a long time and um she took advantage of those services because when we first moved back to ottawa she would take contract positions with the city Mm -hmm. and so to bridge the gap between her contracts sometimes she would go on employment insurance this was you know she probably doesn't want me talking about it because it to her it's extremely embarrassing um to have to rely on social services because uh like i think she would have grown up in, I guess, what they referred to as like a blue collar family where people like her dad was a cop and her mom worked in the hospital and, and whatnot. So it's like everybody pitched in um, where they could. And yeah, I think a lot of people don't want to, I, I shouldn't say admit, but yeah, or it's just um, something that they, they're less comfortable discussing openly. Yeah, like she wasn't going out talking to everybody about it. It was just like, okay, this is what I need to do because I have two kids to feed and a house to pay for and et cetera, et cetera, right? So you do what you got to do. And that's, like you said, sometimes bridging the gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps you get to the to the next chapter maybe. <coughs> um, yeah, I I apologize because I can't remember why we, had, we would have – brought that up in our previous episode excuse me oh my god um but i feel like i I like talking about these kind of like more real down-to-earth topics Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's less. Uh, thank you for bringing it back. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Griff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's true because it, it impacts us all. We, you are very, you know, grateful and uh, privileged to live in a country where they're willing to take care of their citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you want it to be for the people that need to be taken care of, and not for the people who are just you know, social loafers to use. Who choose, yeah, yeah it, to not participate. Yeah, And that's the reason why I think people may be uh, less willing to discuss that they are on welfare or they're accepting mm-hmm. quote-unquote handouts. Um, there, right. there are people that need it for very compelling reasons. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are people who are just, you know, lazy. And, and, and like I said earlier, I don't want to draw attention to this in a negative way. Um, I have mm-hmm. no idea how many people are just the social loafers and, and how many people truly need it. But everyone knows that those loafers exist. So everyone feels, as soon as they talk about it, even though they have good yeah. reasons, um, that people will view them in that negative light. Yeah, they'll get <clears throat> sort of boxed into that same category of people. And it's like, I know myself enough to know that I'm not. Yeah, and it's hard to that so by associating myself with those people yeah and maybe you feel like you're more like them i don't know that it's you feel you, you don't just want don't to want to be oh, that's actually a really good point you you could f- end up feeling like them but my my statement is more geared towards how again this is this is all from how i think i would feel is that i would mm-hmm. think people are lumping me in with them regardless mm. of how I felt. And then that would make mm-hmm. me feel terrible. Right. Yeah. Okay. The the um, presumed judgment of others. Yeah. And that's something I've make always... make you feel worse. Yeah. I've always been bad about is just thinking people are thinking bad things about me, judging me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. That's, that's kind of why I think that would be the case. But who knows? Mm-hmm. If, if you're out there... And you've been on welfare and you had to do it to support your family or yourselves, like, good on you. There's a lot of other yeah. ways that those things could go. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of terrible decisions that could be made. And and uh, yeah, for anyone who's had to take advantage of those systems, you should be proud of yourself because you, you got to suck up your your pride and and do what's right, not what's less objectionable. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. In that way, it's it's a discomfort that you maybe wouldn't anticipate or expect per se yeah <clears throat> um yeah there was another one about cup of coffee oh man griff this is killing me this was uh grinding my gears grinding my gears okay. cup of coffee filling no sense of accomplishment no small wins for the day is what i wrote so I think this one was about... Calling that your notes are like so mysterious sounding. Well, I, I had drank a few <laughs> drinks by the, oh, okay, by the time okay. this came out. So I, in my nice. mind, while I was writing this down, crystal clear. But you now, were like, now I'm, I feel like I'm reading the Da Vinci Code. This is... <laughs> so I think what he was getting at is when you don't have coffee to start your day. Okay. Like filling up your cup of coffee... In the morning. Were we talking about this like metaphorically? No, like no, no, you no. have like, to fill your own cup? Oh, no, literally. Like legit okay. coffee. Okay. When you don't have coffee to start your day. Griff, I swear yeah. to God, if you don't listen to this episode, I'm going to lose it. Because you need to tell me what we were talking about. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> the torture. Yeah. So it's like there's a guy. His name's uh, Admiral Bill McRaven. I wonder if I have his book here. Um, that's John Maxwell. Anyway, I'm sure most people have seen or have at least heard of the clip of this retired Navy SEAL um, mm. uh, giving a commencement speech at a graduation for some university in the States. Okay, and, okay, okay. And it, it's all coming back to me. His name, I believe, it, it's, it's Admiral McRaven. I can't remember if it's Bill. I think, it, anyway, it, it, that, that part's irrelevant. Type in McRaven. Actually, I'm going to fucking do it now. What a hodgepodge my mind is, folks. Thanks for coming along the ride. Um, William McRaven. So I was not wrong, <laughs> but uh, Billy, Billy, old Billy the kid. He talks about making your bed. He's got a book called Make Your Bed, and it's okay. I think there's like uh, you know a handful of precepts in the book about how to uh, one get through Navy SEAL training, um, mm -hmm. and two approach any obstacle or challenge you're going to face in your life. Um, okay. And the first yes. one it was 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 make your bed, and it's very similar to Jordan Peterson's uh, Twelve Rules for Life, where he talks yeah. about have your house in order before you start going to try to change the world, um, but for mm -hmm. a different reason. And Jordan Peterson's comment, he talks about having your house in order before you go change the world, because it's coming from a credibility point of view. How do you take mm -hmm. yourself seriously, or how do you think you're going to solve any of the world's problems when you can't even organize your own life? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Bill McRaven's Make Your Bed is about accomplishing a small task to start your day. Okay. So it's a small win, a little sense of accomplishment, even though you kind of know yeah. after a while, like, yeah. it's it the the the, uh, the novelty of it wears off. But at the end of the day, it, it's a everything that leads to success is about mm -hmm. consistency. Right. So you make your bed okay. sure your day. And I think Griff was getting at... Uh, when you fill up your cup of coffee for the day, it's like the first part of your daily routine or, you know, the middle part or whatever, but it's a part of that consistency. It's a part of a small victory because then you get to enjoy your cup of coffee. You get to prepare for the day mentally or physically or, um, or whatever uh, it signals to you. But whenever you're robbed from that opportunity, it's jarring. It's, uh, it's dislocating. Right. Okay. So like yeah. if you run out of coffee or if you're out of filters or if you, I've done this more than once where okay. I've pressed the start button on the coffee maker and I did and not put the craft in. <gasps> yeah. Coffee fucking everywhere. And let me tell you, no, that ruins your fucking day. <laughs> yeah. You're not starting off on a, the thing that I wanted to have a victory with just didn't happen. The thing mm -hmm. I wanted to have a victory with turned out to be a big fail. A big fucking mess. Big, yeah. huge mess. Anyway, Aww. Griff, I swear to God, if, if you don't tell me, <laughs> I'm expecting you to comment on our Instagram. Yes. Because I need some guidance on that. I got another one from yeah. from one of the Sylvester's. We made it dot. We made it dot podcast. We made it dot podcast. Instagram. Was that a question or were you telling them? Yes, I just sorry, just reminding you. That's our handle. Okie dokie. Sorry, you next. You said next. <laughs> um, did you know? I got a, I got a bunch on this list. I don't want to just like rip them off. Like <laughs> one of the cool ones, and this is go for political it. in nature. Um, this was a half baked uh -oh. thought, uh, but it's not uh -oh. about individual politicians. Just about the okay. concept of democracy. 
And I, I think this was from uh, Andrew Sylvester, who you know. Yes. Um, Did you see him? He was there, yeah. So was Jody. It was, it was quite oh, nice. nice to see them, yeah. They had a, a wedding shower for uh, Alexandra beforehand. So they came over oh, afterwards, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Right on. Um, his comment was about democracy. Mm-hmm. This was, again, a half-baked thought. Democracy is by the people, for the people, but the people are idiots. <laughs> and I think this is kind of just like Apt. blind leading the blind. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are we even doing? Yeah, like, and I think you yeah. could look at this from two points of view. You mm-hmm. could say that <coughs> the people we have available to us to vote in to democratic mm-hmm. positions come from a pool of idiots Mm -hmm. so there's going to be nothing but idiots running the country right or the people that run the country are running it on behalf of idiots they're just a true representation of the people whether or not they are idiots but they can get away with uh things because their constituents quote unquote i'm not sure if that's the right word um, right. yeah. are are dumb, so they're not going to notice things that they should notice, or they're easily manipulated. Um, right, and there's, I, I would say, like, there's a lot of, um, you know, you hear the term sheeple mm, a mm-hmm, lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of people are just willing to go along with the... Status quo, um, maybe? Yeah, yeah, just like the general consensus of, of what what's going on, um, and it's the outliers who are seen as like extreme i guess who you know maybe are willing to question or or take a second look or at least prompt for more information right yeah not just take stuff at face value so but i think there's a huge majority of people who are just are 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 like this is the info okay check got it and like let's move along because what i've got going on in my life is more of a priority to me and um i think yeah i feel like that's like the larger percentage of people and i think any one of us is probably guilty of this uh, of falling into that at times yeah for sure you know what i mean like for certain things you could really care and really want to be invested and know more and ask questions and second guess everything and then for other things you might be like yeah don't care just oh okay yeah this is it okay cool let's move on like i don't have the capacity to to give a fuck (laughs) yeah to to just like even want to further my knowledge or whatever on that subject whatever that might be and it like that would be an ebb and flow thing 100 percent. so i think i think that's a really interesting point of view and i hadn't considered it before um why i just hadn't it didn't occur to me oh okay, um, okay. i'm just writing my note here so I, I don't forget uh you basically what it comes down to is is voter priorities and In- m- yes, my whole okay. lead into this sort of part of the conversation really kind of made it sound like not that I addressed it directly um, but that all issues that politicians deal with or voters have to consider are are 
equally important. And that's just mm, not the case. Okay. Not because the right. issues themselves aren't aren't important, but they are mm-hmm. they are less important or more important to individuals. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, and f- so I think from your point of view that makes sense. There's certain issues that are going to resonate very strongly with uh, you know this group of people, and yeah. and there's going to be certain issues that that same group of people just won't care about. And it goes right. on both sides of the of the political aisle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um. What I've noticed, I don't want to say what I've noticed, but what I feel like maybe is changing is the, like you're saying, the emphasis placed on those issues. Because I feel like everyone is expected to care equally. To care equally about all the issues. And not just care equally, but like care intensely. Yeah about all the issues that everybody brings to the forefront and it's just not the I don't want to say it's not possible maybe it is possible but um it's not a matter of possibility I think it's just a matter of interest and not everyone is going to have the same interest or investment personal investment in all of the things mm-hmm. right so like some things are going to matter less to certain people and more to others and vice like you know it's going to be all over the place so yeah anyways back to political issues you were saying no no i think that makes sense and i was just trying to like okay make sure what i'm writing down here isn't just repeating what we've already discussed oh sure okay but yeah to yeah. the to, like you said to the individual some issues mm-hmm. are just not important to them and mm-hmm. no matter how much the media talks about it or politicians talk about it they just won't care and, yeah. and one of those reasons could be, it's not just that they're not interested, but they mm-hmm. just don't have the time or the resources well, or the energy, like you mentioned, to put the thought and effort into it. And I think one of the reasons maybe too is because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you can understand a controversial or, or hotly debated social topic, mm-hmm. and then you can come down on it and have a stance on it, but then what? Yeah. Like, what do you what, do after what that? What is your, yeah, wh- what is your move after that, for sure? And I think one of the terms um, they sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, the, the, the opinions, uh, not opinions, the feelings that people have or the opinions that they have may also be based on, um, I should say more the value that people place on it. But, like, um, the language that people use these days is, like, triggered or traumatized and whatever so maybe it happens to be a subject that is really important that somebody really does want to be invested in but for whatever reason uh maybe personal experience or something from their past or whatever uh causes them to feel like hey i can't be part of this discussion so i'm just gonna step away from this i'm just gonna excuse myself yeah, I th- I don't think that that's wrong either. You know, I'm I'm sure. Uh, it it could be viewed as like uh, insensitive or like inconsiderate, dismissive. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, hey, this is important subject. It's like, yeah, it's not that it's not important. It just might not be something that that individual is prepared to participate in, and. I mean that that's across the board for everything from like personal to you know financial to political causes we'll say right so 
another anyway there's that whole side point. of it too yeah i didn't Sorry. i didn't think about it like that either like that's just taking that individual from uh you know a political um what's the word i'm looking for here a political actor and and bringing yeah. it down to a more personal level which uh mm. but on the opposite side because you often think of people that have personal investment in these issues as being activists or outspoken about it um, but on mm-hmm. the personal side they may be so deeply affected by it that it's just uh and they're just not in a place where they can openly discuss it without maybe reliving some things or or putting mm-hmm. themselves in a um you know in an emotionally unstable place kind of thing i think that's a really mm-hmm. interesting way to look at it yeah and the more we talk about mental health i think the more it, it that's um a valid way to be um yeah, it's, it's an interesting time in the world. No kidding. And, uh, I mean, yeah. one of the things you talked about earlier, um, just to, to kind of wrap this one up a bit, is... Yeah, yeah. Um, y- you mentioned something to the effect of you want people to be, like, intensely passionate about these issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something we hear um, in the news a lot, especially as it relates to American politics, because I think it's far more okay. controversial than Canadian politics. Um, yeah. They use the term galvanize. They got to galvanize their base. They got to bring them together. And, and, and that's why the, the, the U.S. focuses particularly on a lot of issues um, mm-hmm. and, and ignores other issues so they can address only the things that they know their voters want to hear about and then ignore okay. the other things. So I don't know if that's something we're good at doing in Canada. To be quite honest, um, Canadian politics bores me. Yeah. It's so boring. Yeah, but All of our platforms are essentially the same. They're super similar. Yeah, I feel like, oddly enough, out of the pandemic came a lot of um, strong opinions politically on both ends. Okay. Uh, so I feel like maybe we'll see a change in the coming years. Uh, just Just from people veering one way or the other. Uh, but I felt that way for a long time too. Like, are, they're they're fighting about these subjects, and it's like we all want the same thing at the end of the day, and you guys are all going to deliver the same shit. Yeah. It's just a matter of in what package. Yeah. So, and, like, okay. And this is actually a quite an interesting segue. Um, yeah. One of the other topics that came up was uh, the German word for being socially tired. There is one word for that. So I guess there's a lot of languages out there that are, are quite succinct in, in delivering um, a word for a very complex range of factors of one emotional situation. Man, that would be so nice. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Um, and I don't know if this one is accurate, but on a quick Google search that I performed moments ago, uh, mm-hmm. the word is Lebensmood. which Sweet. is a Spell com- that for me. Uh, L-E-B-N-S. Mm. Leben being life and mood. Mm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, tired. It therefore translates to oh. life tired and describes the feeling of being tired or weary of life. So I think that's going to be the name of this episode. Life tired. Life tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I think there's been a lot of reasons to be life tired over the last uh, two, two and a bit years. Um, mm-hmm. There's no issue you can talk about without upsetting someone or, or turning it into an argument. Um, you're either insanely isolated from the world uh, or overwhelmed yeah. by being a part of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think Lebensmood uh, was a quite an interesting word that came up in, in, in talking politics or being a part of a political problem, I think, would make you... I don't know how people 
this is actually something that's quite impressive. I, this last bit of democracy was really focused on um, not caring about certain issues at, at the individual level. But then you see people that are just, especially politicians, especially people that work in the political arena. Yeah. The, you got to wonder, like, how do they cope? How do they deal with the every? Because in politics, the pressure, everything's important. Nothing's a non-issue. At least, yeah. at least to someone, it's important. Whether it's your boss that finds it important, or your boss that mm -hmm. doesn't find it important but makes you do it, so it's important enough to get done. Like I would be Laban's mood my whole fucking career if I was in politics. And and this <laughs> might be an interesting one for Tanny to weigh in on because I know she's been uh, heavily involved in politics for a number of years. Mm -hmm. um, she, and now she's in like more of a social. Um Pardon me. I don't want to say social services because that's not accurate, but like um, in, in more of like a social. Um, what's the word? It'll come to me. Yeah. Anyways, she, she works with the people. Yeah. So if, if, <laughs> if anyone wants to talk about your Lebensmood um, situations or feelings, especially as they relate over the last couple of years, please hit us up on the socials and uh, and, and talk to us about what what makes you Laban's mood? What makes you socially yeah. tired? What drains your social battery? And more importantly, mm -hmm. how do you recharge it? Yeah. Because. I was going to say, I need to, I, I need some hacks on how to boost up my battery. So yeah. yeah and I'm not talking about cocaine. Okay. We need some real <laughs> legal tips. <laughs> I got kids to raise. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. I don't need a drug problem hampering. What, uh, Jenna? What makes that. what makes you feel Laban's mood? Laban's mood. Uh, good question. Like, what socially drains you? I think so. This is just like me being an uh, introvert. Yep. Repeated social interaction like um i can't hang out with somebody each day of the week right i need to recharge my social battery by being alone which is hard because when i come home there's alone. kids yeah. <laughs> uh so i i do find that hard and i i've talked to some friends about this too uh who feel who relate um and it's just so interesting because it's like you're you i know myself and these people felt they knew themselves well enough to say that they weren't giving their best to their kids mm. in those times where they felt like socially tapped out uh, life tired <laughs> they were labeled and mood. i think that's yeah i feel like that's natural oops sorry i bumped my mic i feel like that's a natural reaction um and, and yet there's a lot of guilt and shame feeling around that because it's like well i'm supposed to be a parent not, i have to parent always i can't yeah. yeah you can't but you know what i'll say this and and everyone Thanks who's a parent knows this yes not everyone who's a parent 
is able to do this. And I think that goes mm. in, in any sphere of your life where, where you take the job seriously. Um, it's hard okay. to do it at work. It's hard to do it um, personally at, uh, with your family and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. you can't do your job if you're sick, if you're injured, if you're unwell. That's fair. So self-care is important in that sense. You need to... You need to take care of yourself so you can take care of the people or take care of the work that you're supposed to take care of. Um, mm -hmm. So Be an effective yeah, bit participant. Yeah, bit of an yeah. aside there. I apologize for interrupting, but I think it was, it, was, it was important enough to address that up front. No, I agree. It, it's, and that's an excellent point you bring up because any person, want, I think, would like to perform well in whatever job they're doing. Um, and I think... It's not so much like when I'm feeling that uh, life tiredness from, say, socializing too much, which in the past two years has been pretty minimal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now that things are opening up again, I feel like it's it's uh, something I'm like readapting to. But um, it's almost more so. And I say almost because it's not actually, but I think my own brain, like the guilt and shame that I feel is m more tiring. Oh, interesting. Yes. It's true. Than it's what is actually draining. causing me to yeah. feel that. Yeah. Because I'm like harder on myself because I'm like, oh, I haven't had a chance. You know what I mean? Like it's almost a vicious cycle. Yeah. So it's like I have to put into practice the um, uh, tools that my therapist has given me uh, in the past, so I feel like that's that's when I apply those. <laughs> that's but um, yeah, yeah I, I hope that answers the question. I think so too, and I, I feel the same oh, way. Okay. It's it's do you yeah? Well, so I'm obviously I'm not an introvert. I'm very extroverted. Um, yeah, and your point about coming out of a COVID environment coming out of a mm -hmm. pandemic environment i think would speak to a lot of people we've mm -hmm. we've adapted adapted is a, is a strong word in the uh biological sense but socially we've adapted to uh, a new way of living and then mm -hmm. everything opening up and, and people having expectations and just trying to get used it's like when you haven't worked out in a long time and you go back to the gym it takes a long time to get back to where you were so just just yeah. give it some time and 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 you know dip your toe in the water before you go in head first kind of thing um, yeah, things will will slowly build back up, but yeah. So the thing that makes me Lebensmood, the thing that socially mm -hmm. tires me, is when I'm in a professional setting. Um, I'm not okay. with just friends and family, and I can be myself, but I have to be a different version of me. Um, yes, because okay. I, and I'm I'm, I'm I, there's very few people that have seen me work at work. Uh, sorry, right. that sounds bad. <laughs> I was gonna say there wait, are very few what you do, bro. <laughs> people I don't work with have never yes. seen me work. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's hard for people they think that I'm just me at work. Who aren't in your workplace. Exactly. Yet. I'm a very different yeah. person at work. Uh there's there's a few people that uh I can be myself around. Um but mm -hmm. there's there are very, very few of them. Um, and the reason for that is is because I have to be professional. I have to be polite. I have to be considerate and respectful. I can't right. call people idiots to their face. I can't tell them to fuck off once they've brought me the same problem 14 different times. Um, mm -hmm. So I get exhausted yeah. when I have to put on a different version of who I am. 
that's what well, tires me out. Yeah. I feel like you're putting on professional call-in at work all the time. And I think this is the case for a lot of people. I, I like, don't take this like, you're just like everyone else. No, you no, know no, no. I mean? no. We, and we've talked about that before. It's, yeah, I think this is a common yes. thing for a lot of people who feel like, hey, my own, my real self is like this chill sort of relaxed version who uses different language and I can't be that person at work because it's not professional as you were saying um so yeah you put on your professional face and yeah that can be very very draining I could see how that would be a lot because you're kind of it's not acting acting isn't the right word no yeah it's just and it's it's enhancing who you are certain traits of who you are and using only those yeah the the other thing that contributes to this is and and i didn't realize this until just now because it relates to the uh democracy conversation um okay yeah is like i've only gotten to the place this year where i'm straying away from this aspect but my entire career up until this year has mm-hmm. been I have to care about this problem as much as you do, um, okay. which was very draining because I most of the time I didn't. I just there's a lot of okay. things that happen at work, a lot of issues that I'm just not I don't care about. Like yeah, we'll, we'll solve the problem, we'll, we'll we'll get it done. But right. I had this idea in my mind. Are these things also kind of like not in your wheelhouse? Like it's somebody else's problem and you're caring as much as they are? No, or? it's usually always no? like. Okay. But it's like I had this idea, and and I guess it's unfair. I kind of led into that poorly. The oh, okay, sorry. The uh, assumption is I'll let you finish. <laughs> the assumption is not that the issue was important, but okay. that I believed that my boss or my supervisor or whoever thought it was important, so I had to take it seriously, and I couldn't okay. just be like, "Yeah, cool, yeah." Sure. Like if if I don't take it in a professional manner, I can't just like they bring a problem for me to solve. And and I go, yeah, sure, yeah, no worries, I'll get on it. I'll get on it tomorrow or whatever. I always had to be like, yeah, I'll do it right away, blah, 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 blah. I see, okay. And and, and, and they would be like, oh, yeah, man, no, don't worry, that's a tomorrow problem. So it's something I've taken to speaking about with, with the people I work with. Hey, don't, okay. don't worry about this, guys. That's a, that's a tomorrow problem. That's the next week issue. I'm just putting it on your radar. We're, we're going to need to get this done. Um, I put see. It on your Put it on your to-do list or somewhere in your priorities, and then we'll figure it out, but... Well, that's really interesting because you are taking your own reaction and using it as a way of, like, of behaving with others. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure there's a word or term or whatever for that. But I feel like you're learning from your own experience and then applying it to other areas of your work where you know, like, this is a concern for me um maybe it is for someone else like there's a lot of empathy in that i think too i think um, yeah I, I would i would yeah. say i have a a relatively high eq um but sorry eq emotional emotional quo- quotient whoa yeah uh, i didn't know that that was a metric it is yeah that's why m- most people have good eqs they can recognize I was going to say, emotions. mine's probably zero. I didn't even know it existed. No. <laughs> most, most people that are, are socially adept and also okay. considerate usually have pretty good EQs. It's the it's the assholes that you've ever worked with that 
that don't have high EQs. Right. Um, okay. But I, I used it. Uh, I used it today. There was a, we got a new guy in the shop, and cool. uh, he was trying to track down something for an individual. Um, it was a perfectly reasonable request, but mm-hmm. I got the impression from him that he was going to fulfill the request on behalf of the person. All oh, he needed okay. to do was provide the information to the individual for them to fulfill the task on their own. Okay, okay. And he was going to go, like, complete the I task. think he was going to find the people on base that were going to provide the product that he was looking for and then yeah. get the information from the originator Okay. and go and get the product made. I said, So he was doing, like, 150% of the work. Yeah, I was like, y- your job okay. is to point people in the right direction. Oh, you tell okay. them where they go to get the things done that they need. And I'm only Sweet. telling you this not so you can be an asshole to other people, but people will take advantage of you. People will mm. abuse your time and you will they will walk all over you if you don't make it very clear up front that, yeah, oh, this is what you need. This is who will be able to do it for you. No problem. If there's mm-hmm. anything else, let us know. And the director. Yeah. And it's just it's just we 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 do a really good job, uh, in my particular shop of looking out for each other. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, that was just another reason where because I it was really bad at the beginning of my career with Understanding mm-hmm. what's for me to do, understanding what I can delegate someone to do, and understanding where all I needed to do was provide some information, and I didn't have to overwork myself to get the thing done. I see. So yeah, that that's kind of just dovetails into into that last piece. But I'm sure you've I was had gonna some, say I had I had a metaphor as you were speaking about um, what that would be like in in. <laughs> comparison to an orchestra okay like the conductor is up there indicating to the different um musicians the different we'll say instruments uh what when it's their turn what they're doing yeah 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 he's not going over to the trumpets and like playing the notes for them (laughs) or you know what i mean like he's it's it's a different you have to know your place yeah and how you fit into the machine if you will no yeah that's a good analogy how things work so and and vice versa like the pianist is not going to be like hey sorry i definitely heard you say penis i was like whoa (laughs) we took a turn there (laughs) sorry carry on (laughs) off topic uh pianist what was that movie i think it was called the pianist no um, yeah. yeah yeah it's the pianist anyways i feel like whoever was announcing the oscars that year the way that they pronounced it, it sounded like penis every single time. And I was like, nobody's correcting? Nobody's correcting. Nobody? Like, nobody else is hearing this? Just me? Just me. Guys, hello? This is ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah, so I apologize. I, I just did that. Just did that. My bad. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like everybody uh, plays an important role and... Um, some people's role is very different than your own right and that's okay yeah you just got to know where you fit in 100 percent. and i guess that's like the the perhaps what you were trying to instill in this person was like hey this is where you fit in not like in a 
No, and I think... You know, beware, don't do this, blah, 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 but just like, pr- hey... Protect yourself. Yeah, you could find yourself being taken advantage of, like you said, um, and you're right, other people... Hey, if it's easy for somebody else to be like, hey, buddy over here, he'll just do it for yeah, you. exactly. He doesn't know any better, like people probably do that right so and i wanted him to hear it from me because there's a bit of weight that goes behind me saying it versus uh his immediate supervisor who's a master corporal Uh, okay there's nothing saying that his master corporal wouldn't deliver the message appropriately but um his his master corporal might not give him the confidence to know that he could i won't say get away with it but oftentimes like people aim to please at work Okay. And I'm like, yeah. you, you can still please, you could just, it, there's a different way to do it. And mm-hmm. it's still the same end state for the individuals on the other end. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he understood his role within our shop and, and in our team. But outside of that, I wanted to make sure he understood his role as well. So that, gotcha, like I yeah. said, people don't walk all over him and, and take advantage of him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Your, your musical analogy yeah. uh, was a perfect segue to my last point. Oh. So there's a gentleman. What? It's like we're like on the same brainwave or something. Zero rehearsal, guys. Zero. <laughs> um, so there's a guy, a video of a guy in a subway. And uh, this has actually been done a few times. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've all seen something like this on social media. This guy's name was Joshua Bell. Um, mm-hmm. And he was playing piano in the subway. He was just mm-hmm. wearing normal clothes, playing a what looked like a normal piano and people busking by whatever, whatever, whatever. I think at the end of the day, he got $30. So this guy, okay. Joshua Bell is one of th- not such a good day. No, was, was one of the best uh, musicians in the world with his instrument. The violin he was playing in the subway cost $3.5 million. And the piece of Stop. music he was playing was, uh, you know, a fairly complex piece of music. Um, okay. And so the takeaway from, so normally people just kind of, I've seen this with a piano before too, same sort of location, um, seen it with another violin guy, same sort of location, subway kind of thing. The part that impresses me is how they get the piano there. Like what? Oh, it's probably like That's a, a heavy instrument. Something. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm no, picturing like an upright. Just piano. slamming down the stairs into the subway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, all, of, all of the other instances, uh, the, the message I got was look how awesome these people are and how few people can appreciate um, – the music that they're playing people okay, aren't taking time out the, of their day to appreciate yeah. it um yeah but this one was was put in a different perspective and i thought it was really powerful is yeah. when you take something extraordinary and put it in an ordinary environment mm-hmm. people don't appreciate it for what it is mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of us people don't know people don't know but there's a lot yeah. of people uh in in certain situations right now that aren't being given the opportunity, aren't taking the opportunity, haven't developed the opportunity uh, to see the extraordinary aspects of themselves because the mm-hmm. environment doesn't allow it. There's no... So interesting. They, 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 you take yourself out of the environment that doesn't serve you is the message. Yeah. So if you, if you have capabilities, abilities, strengths, play to them. Um, there's actually uh, this great book. It's a tiny little thing called Managing Oneself by Peter F. Drucker. It's it's super short. It's like sixty pages. Um, Sweet. Really quick read, but it says kind of the same thing. 
There's really mm-hmm. no need to work on your weaknesses. They are what they are. Spoiler alert. <laughs> work on your strengths and work around your weaknesses or build a team of complementary personalities where other people their strengths are your weaknesses and vice versa and you can support each other that way um okay, but this yeah. guy joshua bell playing the, the violin in the, in the subway was the the perfect sort of visual analogy of the point which is people don't appreciate things in the wrong environment um, mm-hmm. and this could apply to mundane things like uh how you feel about yourself um, it could be your right. relationship with uh, with a loved one or a family member. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes the hard decision is to cut people out of your life and mm-hmm. you will feel what you feel. Uh, you'll feel better about yourself. There's a lot of sometimes just, you know, people don't say the nice things about you that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. People don't people don't lift you up the way they should. Um, yep. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring that up. I was having a conversation with someone this weekend about that. Like, surround yourself with, and, and not like in a, only be around people who are going to say nice things to you, because uh, it's not so much that, but it's like. You want the honest people too. Yeah, you want honesty, but you want somebody who's out for your best interest also. And I think that that is, I don't want to say rare, but um, it's it's not something that everybody manages to find mm-hmm. maybe in a lifetime. Um, and I think life is a lot better when you do, when you do have the chance to, you know, find people who lift you up and, and see who you are and are positive in the ways that, like, are mutually beneficial, we'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that kind of the, no, man, that, that's such a good this? way of putting it. The, yeah, it, it, it might be surprising. And, and I'm not yeah. saying this from my point of view. I think things are pretty good over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but you, you may think things are going just well, just fine, but take a look around your life Dandy. and see who, who are the people in your life? Who do you spend your time with? Look at your workplace. Look at, Look at how you commute. Look at where you eat. Look at the environment you're putting yourself in and wonder, yeah. does any of this need to be changed? Do I need to mm. to look at things differently? Am I taking care of myself? Are the people I'm surrounding myself with caring? Because you're absolutely right. You don't want people to just say positive things to you. You you don't want an echo yeah. chamber. You want people that are going to help you. That are going to say yeah. the things you need to hear. Growth. 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 Absolutely. Allow you to grow. Yeah. And, and you might. Water the sun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. those things vermiculite uh yeah mm-hmm. medium anyway so yeah take heard epsom salts is a great fertilizer oh by yeah the way. yeah nice <laughs> i could stop shitting in my garden now it's not true folks oh, i don't have a garden that's <laughs> i was gonna say pretty powerful manure yeah um um yeah sorry yeah that that kind of ties into our earlier point of like life tired and how not to be yeah, you know what? You're you could be Lebensmüde because you're not surrounding yourself with the right people, and and I mm-hmm. think it's really important to know. And I don't really know anyone in my life that this may apply to, but I think it's mm-hmm. a it's a common thing. Is you may think the people you are with love you and care for you, um, and you may be in a relationship that's not serving you because you think you owe it to them because they love you, or or you love them for some back crap crazy reason. Girl, get yeah, yourself out like, of there. Whatever. 
girl, get your life. Yeah. Um, like, look at what Johnny Depp's doing. He's he has been Laban's mood for a long time, and now mm-hmm. and and now he's his environment's not serving him. So many people are weighing in and being like, "Oh, but like he abused her too," and I was like, "Yeah, that's what an abusive relationship is." Uh, she started you know? it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's like it. That's that's not what this argument is about. I I think, I think it's about somebody seeking justice for ways that they felt their life was like permanently impacted. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, because Plus, I'm pretty sure heard, she's doing. Coke I didn't in even the know this. It's like, oh my god, some of her behaviors, like she twitches and stuff, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if if that's intentional or if that's just like muscle spasms muscle or something, spasms. but. I learned that she has a daughter who she had through a surrogate a year and a bit ago. And, oh my god, I just feel for this little girl because her mom is is a total... I, I can't say for sure. I don't know the woman, but she seems like an absolute liar. Yeah. And Not the narcissist. word I thought you were going to pick, but uh, yeah, good. Probably uh, better words. <laughs> Those are better words. Yeah. The ones I was thinking are just yeah, no. mean. <laughs> yeah, I just there's something off and you know maybe she's trying to you know what i mean maybe she's trying to seek help and align herself with the positive things in her life maybe it just doesn't really seem that way right now because she's sitting in a courtroom arguing with her ex-husband about who started what fight when and his jar vintage jar of cocaine and her dog that got a bee sting i was just like Okay, I realize I'm watching highlights, and it's like clickbaity <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it is. But... It very much is. That's that. That's the manipulation piece again. Yeah, but there's so much available. It's like if you watch old clips of Bush. Yeah, it's all just him being on the stupid. internet. It's all just like him saying dumb shit. I feel like this is this whole trial with her. They just like keep piecing together her testimonies and like in small snippets of absolute comedy it's it's rich <laughs> i must say yeah it's rich yeah but um yeah i think sweet was, yeah that's all i have i'm done sweet oh i'm done i feel i feel like i came so prepared <laughs> and realistically i'd like to put this out there this episode brought to you by peter e sylvester and mm-hmm. sons because <laughs> they gave us kitchen. all the ideas go get your kitchen yeah they're booking up fast <laughs> get what you need yeah, yeah, I bet they are, man. Stuff must have gone crazy for them over the pandy, oh, Andy. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Well, that's that's good for business, though. You Absolutely, know? it is. Good, good, good. Huh? Um. Yeah, I feel like I've got some things, but I I'm gonna save them. Perfect. Just put in my pocket for next time. I feel like this was excellent. And now I will come unprepared next week. That's okay, because I'll be fully prepared. <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Uh, listen, subscribe. Please send your friends. And uh, yeah, comment on our Instas. Beautiful. We made it. Podcast. Thanks for coming Love out, it. everyone. See you next time. Toodles. <laughs>